What's up, everybody? Welcome to the third episode of In This Economy. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my delightful co-host, as always, Sam. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Maddie. I'm happy to be here. I've been excited about this all week. Let's get this bread. Yes, absolutely. That is the point of the podcast. So for those who are new to this, what we like to describe it as is Barstool Sports meets CNBC. So we talk all things from biotech and other equity stocks to degenerate NFL gambling. Would you say that's fair? That's fair. There's going to be a couple other things thrown up depending on the topic du jour, but it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I think so. And uh, before we get into everything, we're going to start off by doing a recap of last week, what worked, what didn't. We're then going to talk about a, an exciting sector that has not seen a lot of action lately, but it was the hot sector of cryptocurrencies. So we're going to touch about you know, what it was like back then in, in 2017, you know, two years ago, I was a young man back then, was really excited about that market, but uh, since then, things have really fallen apart. Then we'll get into what I'm sure you're all waiting for, is uh, my can't miss better the week, our parlays. I also, before we get into any of this, please follow us on at EconomyPod on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, rate us five stars. If you don't think this podcast is worthy of five stars, go ahead and send us an email at <laughs> in this economy pod at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and voice your concerns, but please, please, please subscribe. Tell a friend to subscribe. Tell that friend to tell a few more friends. Yeah. And uh, let's grow this thing. Yeah, exactly. Let's make it a Ponzi scheme if possible. That's the, that's the goal. <laughs> So the first thing I wanted to talk about, and if you guys remember, I originally put up the stock, uh, Arenia is the, the name of the company. The ticker name is, is AUPH, and they doubled last week on some positive phase three data. And last time I did mention that you should sell because they were going to raise money and the stock would lower on that. And it turns out that they did decide to do a raise at $15 a share. But what ended up happening, Sam, is the stock actually increased in price because there was that much demand for the stock. So uh, it's going to remain a, a hot stock, but I would not buy at this level. But I just wanted to, to bring this up kind of just like, you know, I called it and it did happen. <laughs> uh, not really a good opportunity to buy or sell here. Well, you could sell, but not really a good opportunity to play anything right here. But just wanted to bring that up. How are we? Uh, how are we doing on our fish oils? That's what I, everyone's here for. Yeah, yeah. So I do have a bit of news. Nothing on the new stock I brought up last week, which was Acosti. We are still waiting for the phase three data that should come out before the end of the year, at least for one of the two phase three trials. So keep an eye out for that. The ticker there was ACST. My my company that I'm that's very near and dear to my heart is Amarin. They have an EPA drug that is able to lower triglycerides. And we actually heard this week that there was a rumor that they might get bought out by Gilead, which is a very large pharmaceutical company that might be looking to get into the cardiovascular space. Now, Amarin is a very retail-driven stock. And what that means is that a lot of like plebs like me like to invest in it who don't really know anything. So these rumors can get started really fast and they might not hold any water. But I think the fact that we saw the stock increase maybe... Four or five percent this week was because of this Gilead buyout rumor that has a good chance of being fake. So this is my pump and dump call out of the week. <laughs> yeah, let's pump it and let's dump it. We love those omega threes. <laughs> we do love the omega threes. Now the the real uh, catalyst that I'm looking for in Amarin is going to come before the end of the year, where the FDA is going to decide on whether or not to approve it. 
and how big the label should be. So how many people are going to be recommended to take this drug? So I think it's a it's a buy because it's going to increase because I think the FDA is going to be very generous in the labeling for this. And uh, yeah, that's it for fish oil. I know I bring it up uh, every week, but that's my fish oil update. And uh, <laughs> I know everyone's waiting for it. Uh, we also have some good news. If you were listening last week, uh, we were talking about canopy growth, which we uh, we dubbed the Amazon of marijuana stocks. <laughs> yeah. And boy, are we picking them. Um, if you just listened to us, we said it was a good time to buy and hold. Well, you're up 20% on your money if you would have just listened to us last week. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And who could have predicted this? Because it was really, you know, fundamentally, the only thing that changed was a personnel change. And they uh, they announced that David Klein is going to be taking the empty CEO spot. And David Klein is a former now, well, he will be a former executive at Const... <clears throat> Excuse me there. Yeah. A former executive at Constellation Brands, which has always had a stake, well, has had a stake in Canopy for a long time, but their stake is around like 38% now. So the two companies are pretty intertwined, and I think David at the helm of Canopy is going to make the right calls, and obviously the the market agrees with that, uh, given the increase that we saw in the stock. For those of you that don't know about Constellation Brands, they're a huge player in the alcohol brand game they are um the owners of corona modelo pacifico they had uh they had owned ballast point they actually made waves about four years ago when they bought ballast point brewery for a billion dollars that long ago too yeah and uh they recently just got rid of it i want to say in the last two weeks Mm -hmm. the numbers aren't out on what they got rid of it for but everyone says they took a pretty big haircut but they're a big player and overall the trend that you're seeing with most alcohol uh, stocks is they're kind of partnering up with uh, marijuana stocks mm-hmm. again canopy growth the biggest player in marijuana stocks constellation brands the biggest player in alcohol stock uh, so it's mm-hmm. pretty much a match made in heaven this yeah. is a good move obviously the market agreed with it and again if you just listened to this pod and went with our uh, recommendation you'd be up 20 percent. and i haven't even started talking about my bets yet yeah, right. And but this is, yeah. Oh, what a segue. Right, because we, we got to get into it. Because, Sam, Thursday was not looking good for us. I think you tweeted out. Do you remember the matchup? Yeah, I do. It was okay. uh, Bears Cowboys. We yeah. took, uh, we... At, at Economy Pod, right. took uh, the Cowboys minus three. Right. At the time we were recording the podcast, <laughs> the Cowboys were up seven to zero. Uh huh. It was looking yeah. good. I think I even said on the pod that our bet was looking good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the time we finished recording the podcast, it was 17 to 7 <laughs> Bears. Uh, it wasn't looking that good. I may or may not have had a couple beers, and I right. thought about retiring. Yeah. I thought about quitting the podcast game. Because that would have been, been 0 for 4. That would have been 0 for 4. Right. And then yeah. um, I can't miss better the week. Yeah. Uh, it came yeah. in, and it came in hot, and it looked like we were going to win. And Jameis did exactly what I said he was going to do. He was throwing interception after interception. Oh, yeah. He plays for what team again? Uh, The Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The can't miss better of the week was the Colts' money line. Um, They had just lost by three points. Yeah. And unfortunately, we did not hit our degenerate morning parlay. But so so then we're at at 
Over five, over... Over six. Over six, okay. We are okay. over six, so it was not looking good. Right. And then but what happens? T- so uh, Just <laughs> when you thought you were out, they bring you back in. <laughs> yeah. So, so your your afternoon degenerate parlay. They're all degenerate parlays, right? They or sure are. The afternoon they, one is special for some reason. Man, the afternoon ones. What I come to see is the afternoon games. They're much much less of them. So you really need something to kind of unless your team is playing. Right. You really need something to keep your interest. Right. Uh, get your beak wet. Right. As so as, as they say. As they say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Man, those are where the juicy matchups were. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I told you guys on the pod, as I was looking at these this degenerate parlay, I had to take it. It was Chiefs money line against the Patriots, right. Steelers money line, and Titans money yeah. line uh, against the terrible Raiders. Right. And, oh, man. Yeah. 100 won you 576. Yeah. And boy, did we hit. We hit. I even took that. You know, yeah. it, it looks so juicy. Even you describing it last <sighs> week, I had to take it too. Man, and I hope that everyone listening took it because it made up for all our losses. Mm-hmm. We are now at an even playing field, and I am excited for this week's picks. I think <laughs> we are uh, beginning a hot streak. Uh, there was no beginner's luck for us because we don't need beginner's luck. That's right. We are winners. <laughs> in the in, long run. In the long term. <laughs> And uh, I'm so excited you guys are all on this journey. We saw our listener account and our subscriptions go up substantially. And I think we know why. It's because if you listen to us, you'll probably make money. Things things work out. Things work out. And now, I think this is a good time for us to, to shift gears a little bit. Yeah, beep, boop, 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 boop. Did you hear that, Matt? What was that? Is that beep, boop, 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 boop? Oh my God, that's our time machine. Let me set the stage for us. The year is 2017 mm-hmm. it's december you yeah. probably invested in cryptocurrency roughly june of this year you bought in at 2500 dollars for mm. bitcoin and man you have been watching this bad boy rise right. and rise and rise you're probably planning your retirement for march 2018 yeah. thinking about you know can i more can i take a, a home equity loan out yeah uh, I mean, and it was on the up. This is actually how uh, Matt and I became friends. We were in the hockey locker room just discussing Bitcoin and Ethereum and just talking about all the millions we were going to make with our gains and how excited we are. And it got to the point where stocks were boring yeah. because if a stock goes up 10 20%, that's great. But, I mean, at Bitcoin, you're doubling, tripling, yeah. quadrupling your money in two, three weeks and boy, was that sexy. Yeah. So I like to reminisce on those times, uh, and I miss them dearly. <laughs> yeah. RIP to 2017. I know. I, know. I don't know if it's going to come back. I guess we'll uh, we'll talk about some of the struggles that that sector has had. But to give you a to just give you guys a little bit of context. We'll context. Say. Yes. Yeah. So I think the peak the peak was December 2017, right? As far as I know, that that's what it was. January 2018, or, it was yeah. the highest it ever got, and okay. then the fall hit hard. Yeah, right, <laughs> that that fall. So I think the, the total market cap of the entire crypto market was $832 trillion U.S. dollars, which is you know an astronomical amount of money to think that it's in, in some kind of distributed ledger or whatever blockchain types of technologies that are out there. And today, the total market cap is sitting around two hundred trillion 
U.S. dollars. So, you know, what's that? Four times less? Yep. Uh, definitely taking out. a huge hit. And that's still all the coins that are in existence and all the ones that have uh, come come to be public now because in 2017 there were far fewer coins than there are today. So still all these coins continue to be uh, unleashed on the public, but their value is just so much lower than they were back then. So the, the major uh, cryptocurrencies, obviously Bitcoin and Ethereum are probably the, the top two, the ones that are most talked about. Probably the ones that have the most longevity. Maybe Litecoin was was before Ethereum, but um, Bitcoin at its peak was at nineteen thousand four hundred fifty dollars, and this was in late twenty seventeen, early twenty eighteen, and now it's sitting around seven thousand or so dollars uh, per coin. There was people mortgaging their houses, buying Bitcoin. I mean, leveraging yeah. everything they owned, and uh, if they bought at the peak, which a lot of people did, or close to the peak, they are down. Yeah, uh, quite a bit. Yeah, and it actually took some time to get back to that seven thousand area. There's definitely times in in 2018 and uh, throughout this year where it was sitting around like what five six thousand bucks. So you're almost looking at four times less your value, and it's kind of been sitting around the seven seven thousand area for a while, and it hasn't done much. And we're used to this volatility all the time, but it's uh there's been like attempts for it to go higher and like approach ten thousand, but nothing like we saw in 2017. Yeah, I kind of miss watching it all, uh, as the crypto world says, moon. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but this is actually a really good time for people that are day trading because it is not as volatile as it used to be, but it's still moving every single day, every minute, really. If you have the patience to day trade, you can make you know a few hundred dollars a day easily. Uh, you watch these prices fluctuate. You buy it. Let's say right now it's at 7260 you buy at seven thousand two hundred fifty. That's going to be thirty seconds from now, and then you sell at seven thousand two hundred sixty-five. That's going to be four minutes later. Yeah, uh, you really do see that. Um, I know at a time that Ethereum was in the two hundred fifty range, two hundred seventy-five range. Now it's in the one forty-fives. But yeah. um, I used to definitely day trade and trade by the hour until it just got too time-consuming, yeah. and then the the mooning happened. It went from yeah. 250 to 350 overnight, then 350 to 450, and I was just uh, looking at Lambo prices, really. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's all over now, it seems to be. And for me, anyway, my opinion on this is that really the, the concerns, well, I guess how I want to describe it, there was obviously this irrational exuberance. That's how they kind of, they describe these, these insane increases in price. So that happened, and then reality ended up striking, volume ended up drying up. And uh, we got to a reasonable valuation, I guess, for an asset that people like to consider uh, a digital gold or a store of wealth in that way. Um, and really, I think the reason why we're not seeing this like big buy-in is that the utility isn't really there. So obviously, you can use Bitcoin to to do some to buy purchase to make purchases, um, but it's not ubiquitous like Visa or Mastercard. The the enormity of that market just hasn't been tapped by cryptocurrency. So that's actually why I think it's a good long-term hold. Um, the way I explain it to people, and I'm not well-versed in this technology at all, but I do think that you have to hold on to at least some have it in your portfolio. It's kind of like owning IBM in the 70s. Sure. You really had no idea about computing power back then if you were just the average person, but you knew it could be a big deal and really smart people are excited about. Mm. So I think that 
long term, it's probably good to have someone in your portfolio. I would not recommend maybe mortgaging your house for it. Sure. But uh, I don't think it's a bad idea to buy. I think now is a pretty good time to buy. Again, it could be $5,000 tomorrow, but it could really just as well skyrocket to $10,000 tomorrow. So I think in the seven, anything below $10,000 per Bitcoin is, uh, is a pretty good price. You also have to look into um, the beauty of it is it's not like a stock share where you have to buy one full share. Mm. You buy a percentage of it. You want to play around, throw $500 in the fire, throw $1,000 in the fire. It doesn't really matter. You can get your beak wet a little bit. You can dip your toes in the water. All the analogies you want right. uh, that reference yeah. water. That's true. Yeah, if you do want some exposure. And uh, the, the one thing to, to consider is that it is all based off of this public ledger that's out there that's all relying on the internet. So... There's obviously some risks associated with that. If the apocalypse does come and the internet goes away, seemingly you might not be able to get access to any of this this money that exists technically on the internet. And the government can definitely come in there and regulate, yeah. and that would pretty much demolish it yeah, instantly. So, yeah, I think that's the other big concern. And people aren't willing to, to invest large sums of money because at any moment a government could just say that you know using this currency is illegal. It could be that easy, and uh, and the, the whole you know all of this stuff, this public ledger and stuff, would just not be useful in the, in that country. So for those reasons, it's uh, it's tough to believe that this is going to be able to replace, say, a currently government-backed fiat currency. We'll say, and uh, one company that's actually trying to do this is Facebook, and we saw this with their Libra coin announcement, and they're planning to launch this still in 2020. Zuckerberg himself was testifying in front of the, the U.S. Senate or the U.S. Congress saying how, you know, he wants to be compliant with all these regulations. But I don't think he realizes the reality of that, which means that they would need to apply all of the banking regulations to their Facebook coin. And governments do painstaking regulations on the banks to ensure there's no insane fraud things or money laundering and things like that. So... I think it's uh, it's a bit naive for Facebook to think that they can just jump into this market and have their own money here. And wouldn't it? It's pretty funny. The whole point, the one of the reasons that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency kind of came to the forefront was because people didn't trust banks. Right. They didn't want yeah. those regulations. So for a cryptocurrency like Libra to be regulated kind of defeats the purpose. It does, and that's that's the tough part about this, is that governments are still going to exist. So unless we live in a system that has no overarching boss, like the state, I think they're always going to want to control the money. And they would be stupid not to, because then they lose all of that power that's associated with that. Sure. So the, the Libra coin actually is interesting, because it's going to be backed by a basket of currencies. And they've actually given out the denominations. So most of it is comprised of the U.S. dollar, the one next to that is the euro, then the Japanese yen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the partners that are associated with it are actually going to put up $10 million each. So it's going to have this backing by real money. And uh, it's going to be pegged to these currencies. So it's not really going to be something useful to speculate on any more than it would be speculating on different currencies day to day. What's funny about that is uh, they're backing this with the U.S. dollars. It's kind of like when they backed the U.S. dollar originally with physical gold, which obviously is not the case now. But that kind of goes into our next next segment, which is, which would you rather have, 
physical gold that you could keep. Right. You could hold on to it. You could see it. Or Bitcoin. It's right. intangible. You can't see it. Most of us don't even know what it is. Yeah. And this has been a debate that's been going on quite a while. And I think the, the gold bugs have actually worn out more than the Bitcoin bugs because uh, the price of Bitcoin has gone so far lower than the price of gold has, especially in the last few months. Because I think gold per ounce right now is sitting around like 1470 And I think the peak is around $2,000 per ounce. So gold isn't doing that bad in uh, in 2019 compared to Bitcoin anyway. So I think a lot of people feel good about physical gold since it's had that longevity power as well. You know, gold for, for centuries has had value in some capacity, even other precious metals as well. Whereas Bitcoin is still this ethereal thing that we don't really, we have it in, in on the internet, on a bank account that we, we can see there. But without that internet, it's kind of not there. Whereas physical gold, I can keep in a safe, I can keep it in my back pocket kind of thing. Or, uh, or make nice jewelry out of it. We've been thinking about that, too. You yeah. can't do that with Bitcoin. Yeah, you can't wear uh, Bitcoin around your around your neck, but it'd be cool if you could. It would be cool. Yeah. So I think it's, it's tough. I, I have some money in precious metals as well as in uh, cryptocurrency. So diversification, I think, in a, in a safe portfolio is appropriate. And th- nothing about this is degenerate. It's yeah. really just like you're thinking about the future in case the worst happens. But... Uh, it's still interesting, and I think the the craziness of 2017 really made crypto this like insane play. But I think now we can kind of look at it as maybe being less volatile and maybe being a safe investment long term, and only if you're putting a small amount of money, or unless you want to day trade, but you know what you're getting into then. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a long term play. Um, I like to keep my precious metals around my neck. On my wrist, personally. Maybe on your rims. Yeah, maybe on my rims if they're spinning. So, uh, yeah, it was just nice to reminisce about 2017, how exciting that time was, how fun it was to look up at your phone and just watch your net worth grow. Yeah. But those times are over. Done. I say it's a long-term play. Right. And uh, I think now we can get into what you're all here for, what we're excited about. Yeah. Uh, it's time for Sam's Can't Miss Bet of the Week. Yeah. That let's is do it. what I'm talking about. <laughs> so last week, uh, the Texans threw up quite a stinker. And this week, they're back. They're going to be playing the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Ooh. And Titans did well good. last week. Pretty good, pretty good team, and they're in the same division, and they're fighting for that playoff spot. Oh, wow. The Texans' money line, they're going to Tennessee. My can't miss better of the week is the Texans' money line plus 115. That means you have oh. to put up $100, and you would win $115. Okay. I think with the playoffs on the line, I trust Deshaun Watson. I trust DeAndre Hopkins. The Titans, although are good, Although good, I don't think they'll be able to beat the Texans with the playoffs online. The Texans have beat really good teams uh, when it matters. This is the time of the year, I think, where the good teams don't really lose anymore, if that makes sense. Hmm. I think that the teams that are supposed to make the playoffs Hmm. at this point, they're not going to get surprised. They're not going to underestimate any opponents. I think the teams that should win do win. For the for pretty much the rest of the season, unless mm. they've already got their playoff spot. Right, right. So uh, again, my can't miss bet of the week is going to be the Texans money line over the Titans. That's plus one fifteen. Uh, that game is going to be Sunday morning. I will throw up my Thursday evening bet 
on our Twitter. That's at EconomyPod. You have to listen. And you know what? For our subscribers, our new subscribers, our new listeners, I have something else for you. If you add our Twitter, at EconomyPod, and you DM us and say, hey, love the pod, I'll give you a free penny stock tip. <laughs> oh, yeah. no How about that? way. How about that? Giving out penny stock tips. Yeah, I'll give you a penny wow. stock tip. All right. Uh, so all you have to do is follow us at EconomyPod on Twitter. And so, Go ahead, DM us wow. and say, hey, love the pod. Jeez. And with that, you're going to get a free penny stock pick. I don't even know what this is. This yeah. is great. You can, you can go ahead and add us. I might. I'll throw up a like as well. Uh, my man. Or, uh, yeah, a like to a tweet. <laughs> yeah, really appreciate it. Maybe even retweet. Sure. Uh, now it's time for our uh, degenerate parlays. Oh, yeah. And now you're riding high. I'm riding real high on these. Uh, we'll start with the morning parlay. Which is we'll start with the Buccaneers money line versus the Lions. The Buccaneers are uh, up and down. We've seen Jameis yeah. uh, throw a lot of yikes. interceptions. Yeah, so yikes is brutal. right. But the Lions are not a good team. Yeah, they're, they're mailing it in. They're without their quarterback, and the Buccaneers surprisingly are actually kind of in the playoff hunt. They're probably not going to make it, but they're hmm. really throwing some punches. Mm-hmm. So they're going to want to win again. Jameis Winston is fighting for his career at this point. Oh, so really? he wants to, yeah, oh, this yeah. is the last year of his contract. Oh, I didn't know that. So he is, he has to win. Right. So I'm taking the Buccaneers money line versus the Lions. Then we got the Eagles money line versus the Redskins. We've talked on this podcast. The Redskins are trash. It's just a bad team. Just an overall bad team. The Eagles, pretty trash too. But. <laughs> Somehow, in the playoff hunt, they're actually, right now, if yeah. they win out, they make the playoffs. Yeah. They win their division. So, I think, like I said earlier, the teams that should win at this point of the year mm-hmm. probably will. The Eagles should beat the Redskins. I think the Eagles will win. So, I got Eagles money line. Then we got the Packers money line versus the Bears. Mm-hmm. Bears are trash. I know they beat the Cowboys. That's not saying much. Right. The Packers are really good. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they are playing in Lambeau, I believe. So I really like the Packers in this one. We got the Patriots versus Cincinnati, of course. The mm-hmm. Patriots are are in some more controversy again. Yeah, That's I just saw par that. for the course. And, of course, they're playing Cincinnati. Right. Uh, we're on to Cincinnati, as Bill Belichick says. Cincinnati seems to always be there for the Patriots right when they need it. They're on a little bit of a losing streak. Mm -hmm. The Patriots are going to destroy the Bengals. It is going to be a massacre. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, So I got Pat's money line versus Cincinnati. And the last game for the morning, Degenerate Parlay, is the Seahawks money line versus the Panthers. Mm. The Panthers just fired their coach, good old Riverboat Ron. They're a team that's in limbo. They're a team that has no chance of making the playoffs. They are not very good, and they're going to lose to the Seahawks. The Seahawks are very good. Mm -hmm. They're coming off a loss. They lost their division position to my 49ers. (laughs) They cannot um, really afford to lose too many more games, so Mm. I really like Seattle. If you're going for this money line, it's $100 would win you $448, so roughly 4.5x return on your investment if it hits. Again, that's Buccaneers money line, Eagles money line, Packers money line, 
Patriots money line, Seahawks money line, 100 wins you 448. Right. And then here's my real my real pick. This one is, man, when I was writing this one down, I had to take it. <laughs> this is my, this one was too juicy, Too Maddie. juicy, right? Oh, I had to take it when I was writing it down. I got the 49ers minus 10.5 playing the Falcons. The 49ers Ooh. are great. Yeah, that that spread That's pretty big. Big spread. Man, the Falcons are pure trash. Yeah. They are playing against the 49ers in San Jose or Santa Clara. Mm. The Falcons do not travel well. The Falcons historically Matt Ryan their quarterback does not really throw well in open air places. He's more of a what they call a dome quarterback. Julio Jones is not completely healthy. Uh, Matt Ryan is not a mobile quarterback, so that means that the 49ers defense, our guy Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa, is going to oh, be yeah. uh, he's just going to be sacking him left and I right. Like that guy. Yeah, you really do. Um, and you know, we saw our guy Jimmy. He is capable of scoring points. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. What a guy. Yeah. He's got George Kittle back. Yeah. Matt Breda, the cheetah, is back. Okay. I think that we are going to put up a lot of points. So yeah. I got Niners minus 10.5 versus the Falcons. Then we got the Rams minus 1.5 versus the Cowboys. We just saw the Rams put up a really good game against the Seahawks, beat the Seahawks, did my Niners a huge favor. The Rams leveraged their future this year trading, and in the last few years really just trading white picks to get these superstars, and they're, they're at their cap limit, and they got Jalen Ramsey this year. And – as it stands right now, they're actually not in the playoffs, but they're very close. They're right mm -hmm. on the cusp. They need to win this game. The Cowboys are really bad. Yeah. And really, what it, Vegas clearly thinks that this game is very close because the line's only minus one and a half. Right. What that tells me is it's really going to be a tale of coaches. And if we're talking coaches, Sean McVay is so much better than Jason Garrett. Hmm. I like the Rams minus one and a half on this. Then I got Vikings money line versus the Chargers. Yeah. The Chargers are trash. Yeah. I know they, they just had a big win last week, but Phillip Rivers is not consistent. Vikings defense is very good. Yeah. And I just feel like the Vikings yeah. are definitely going to win. As San Diego locals, you know, we it's, just Chargers, Chargers left a real bad taste in our mouth. Yeah. Happy to see them lose. Good riddance. Yeah. Uh, and you want to talk juicy? I told you guys this was juicy. So again, this was minus 10.5, 49ers versus the Falcons. Rams minus 1.5, Vikings money line. $100 wins you $733. Vegas must have made a mistake. Whoa, I don't know what happened. That That's 7.3 return on your money. This is going to be huge. Go ahead. Your Christmas presents paid for. Jesus. It makes you're, me want to take it. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. But the way you're selling it right now is very enticing. So here's the thing. For those of you that are feeling a little skittish about that 49ers yeah. minus 10 and a half, that's okay. Money line. For you non-believers. Yeah. So <laughs> I got a, uh, a little, little sweep you can make. So if you want to add Raiders money line versus the Jags, I know I said the Raiders are trash and they really are. The Jaguars are not very good, and this game is the very last Raiders game in the Oakland Coliseum. So the last game of the, the original Black Hole, right. they are going to show out. They're going to play hard. They're not in the playoffs, but neither are the Jaguars. They're both teams kind of flailing around, so this really just comes down to who's going to want it more. Right. 
the Raiders are going to want it more. So I got Raiders money line versus the Jags, and then I got 49ers money line versus the Falcons. So this uh, okay. this degenerate parlay would be Rams minus one and a half, Vikings money line, Raiders money line, 49ers money line. $100 wins you $616. Okay, not the same return, but it's still a six x return. Yeah. And in this economy, yeah, you right, really right. You cannot pass that up. If you hit both of these parlays, you're swimming in eleven hundred dollars, almost twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, and you want to talk about a nice holiday season? Yeah, right. You were talking flat screen TVs, PS fours, luxury purses, luxury couches. Yeah, luxury. Yeah. You're living in a life of luxury. Hell, you know. If you bet a thousand dollars, you win seven thousand. That's hot tub level. Yeah, we're talking hot tubs. You'll be taking soaks all winter long, just feeling like a million bucks because only millionaires have hot tubs. Everyone yeah, knows that. Everyone does know that. Yeah. So those Man. are my picks. Right. I right. hope you're as excited as I am. We are gonna make a lot of money this weekend. I'm I'm really excited about that afternoon one. Yeah. I don't know what it is about the afternoon. It, they're juicy. Yeah, it's very strange, yeah. but. Yeah, I'm in. And, like, I like to play it a little more conservative, so I might take you up on the, like, adjusted degenerate parlay. That's okay. But uh, I think, you know, still making 6x yeah. when your money is uh, is pretty remarkable. That's 2017 crypto money. Yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> if only. So, again, guys, please, please, please subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell that friend to tell a friend. That is at EconomyPod on Twitter. Uh, you want to email us? It's in this economy at gmail.com. In this economy pod at gmail.com. Oh, well, there you have it. In this economy pod. That's all right. At gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, you can find us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Spotify. Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, go there. Also, rate us, leave us five stars. That would be awesome. Funny review. You know what? How about this? You leave us a funny review and you DM us at Economy Pod, and I will give you another <laughs> no bet. another bet. Whoa! Yeah, another sneaky man. bet. I thought it might be a second penny stock tip. No, not yet. But man, are we closing deals for the end of the year? Yeah, no doubt. All right. Well, great, Sam. Thanks, buddy. I think uh, I think we hit it out of the park this time. We uh, we really did. So with that, guys, thank you so much for listening or watching. You can also find us on YouTube, by the way. But uh, with that, we'll wrap it up. Have yourselves a lovely day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.